You're listening to Business in Black with your host, Danita Harris. And welcome to another edition of Business in Black. This is Danita Harris, your host, and uh, it's raining in the lovely BK today, but that's okay. We had rain yesterday, so don't feel bad. We had rain yesterday. Well, and it's supposed to snow on Saturday. How about that? Nah, I'm good. We're going to break a record for April, and we're being joined by our lovely co-host, Dr. LaTanya Hughes, down in sunny South Florida, down in the Miami area. (laughs) Good Warming up a little bit. Yeah, we've been in the 80s. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like half that here. Like 40s, upper yeah. 40s. Yeah. Even in the 80s. I, I kind of wish we were still kind of in the 70s a little bit. I mean, it's like 74 right now. But I'm, when I say in the 70s, I want 70 to be the high for the day, you know? Right. <laughs> Not 80. But you it's, I mean. paradise and expect it all to go your way. Right, right. Okay. So, you know, listen, you listen. <laughs> you deal with it, you know? Like, meh. Uh, you know, it's been raining. Yeah. Yeah, you know, whatever. <laughs> you still got palm trees out your window, okay? Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, so, exactly. Anyway, welcome to another show of Business in Black. This is a weekly podcast where we talk everything starting, growing, and building a better business. And every week we bring to you a different um, subject matter that we find helpful and useful. People have asked us. Um, and it's something that you can put in your arsenal of um, go back and listen to, go back and study a little bit more on. Um, if it's something that you've been considering um, doing for your business, then this gives you a good start. So we just are trying to be a resource to you, but we are also available for hire. Both of us are coaches in our own right. I'm a business intelligence coach. And basically that means I help you determine how your business needs to grow better. Um, My main stick these days is through employee relations, dealing with stress management, dealing with corporate wellness and creating well communities to stimulate productivity and growth. And um, gender logic of understanding how to better work with our male counterparts in the workplace. And Dr. Hughes focuses in on... Uh, these days I'm doing cultural etiquette. I help you, especially businesses and it, or individuals who want to expand globally, navigate the business marketplace, understanding the cultural norms, what it means when they say certain things, what you're supposed to do so that you don't... Um, Shoot yourself in the foot, so to speak. Lose space, as right? John Deep of the Enterprise Florida <laughs> would say, "You don't want to lose space with you those." Definitely companies. don't want to do and that so because if you don't. Yeah. Then Dr. Hughes is the person to hire. Uh, you mm-hmm. can find her at the Global Mentor Coach. You can find mm-hmm. me at Business Intelligence Coach on any of our social media platforms. And so, with those introductions, we're going to get right into today's show topic, which is how to get the most out of trade shows. And this one's a hot one for me. Because because last week I was absent and uh, I was at a trade show. I was at a convention. Um, uh, shout out to the WBCA. It was a great convention. The Women's Basketball Coaching Association 
had me um, in as a speaker. I was speaking to them on stress management. Um, I got great feedback um, from the coaches saying it was definitely a much needed subject matter at their convention. And for their, I actually got a great lead in Dr. Hughes that morning at eight o'clock during the assembly, the, from the platform, the main platform, they were talking about suicidal statistics in the industry of sports for females. And so that was, I felt felt like a great segue into my session, which was later, some hours later into the convention on that day. It was Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I was there Friday and Saturday. I spoke on Friday and I was just really able to um, take people from an understanding because I think people think stress is bad and your hangups on stress is giving you stress, right? So stress is inevitable. Um, Stress is manageable though, right? And and so we understand what stress is, how to identify stress in people, how to identify stress in our employees or our team um, mates and members, um, our, our, our students. And then we help them navigate through that by helping them with some useful techniques, which I gave them. And so it was just a good time, but Part of the whole convention was, of course, the final four was there in Columbus, Ohio. Beautiful. Absolutely. Columbus, Ohio. You have an amazingly beautiful um, convention center. Just beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And um, part of it was Turney Town, which Turney Town was for all the little kids. It was so cute. You know, Coca-Cola was a big sponsor. ESPNW was there. Um, you could see all the the history of the um, women's basketball. You could get your your stuff signed um, by all the athletes that won or lost. Uh, and then there was another one that was only allowed for coaches or non-coaches. So you had to have credentials to get into this area. And that was the area where there was a bit of the con- more of a convention like in terms of trade show, right? Mm-hmm. So the first one I ever had um, I've ever been to rather where they had an entire basketball court there running drills, showing plays, doing actual demonstrations. So I thought that was really cool. And so on the way to the court, they had these tables set up for particular vendors that um, apply to sponsor and Now, this is no reflection. Please don't misunderstand me on the WBCA because these people paid to be there. This is a reflection of those individual companies who chose, who their employees rather chose as I'm walking through this alleyway. I have to walk past. Do you know only one person spoke to me as I'm walking past their tables? Now, their job is to be there to do what? Connect with people, Mm -hmm. sell to people, gather information from people to follow up on leads, etc. One girl greeted me. Wow. Just one. Wow. And I said, Dr. Hughes and I are going to have a good day on a show. (laughs) Great show do's and don'ts because we've talked about it before over a burger or over a picture of sangria or what have you, but we haven't done a show on it before. And so today's the day for the show um, because, yeah, one person. Yeah. I agree. First of all, congratulations. That was huge opportunity for you. Thank you. Um, I, and I and I was very excited for you. And I, of course, she called me and we talked about it the whole time because it's a great opportunity. But I think, you know, one of the things people need to understand about a trade show is, you know, when you have a booth, 
you can't expect other people to just walk up to you Mm -hmm. and talk to you because they're they're not there. Well, they're there to get information, but understand that your booth is not the only one. Your booth is not the end all to be all. So you want to try your best to make sure you're you're reaching out because all around you is competition. You're in the same industry, but you're still, it's still all competition. Now, if you're there and you're the only one there, say, selling pet supplies, for instance, Mm -hmm. then obviously there's no competition because who else is there selling pet supplies? But for the most part, you still, even if you are just selling pet supplies, you should still be speaking to people and communicating and, you know, doing your best to first of all put your best foot forward that's part of you know being there being there yeah Yeah. well and and on top of that um i think let's let's address our fear of trade shows right Right. like Mm -hmm. everybody wants to walk as close to the center of the aisle as possible because we feel like they're booth cooties for lack of a better term are going to jump on us and then we're going to be persuaded to buy something right god forbid <laughs> they talk us into buying anything right so people are already passing by booths like oh uh-uh, don't touch me uh-uh, nope i don't right. see you you don't see me no right. so doing something to relax that too because people are so tired of being sold Mm. They put on their blinder, even though they signed up to come to this stupid convention, right? Yeah, but you have to understand people also have hit lists. They have, um, you know, things in mind when they go, go to these trade shows. So as an exhibitor, you really have to, I, I, my recommendation is don't go with a mind to sell. No, go you're going with a mind to, to be, connect. To connect and Which be a resource and a support process. system. Right. right. But if you leave right. with price and money. There you go. People you need to leave off. with value. And right, what is the right, value? Right. Hi, how are you doing? How are you enjoying mm-hmm. the conference? Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not, not, you know, sometimes you go and it's a hard sell. Like she said, it's a hard sell. So you don't even want to walk through the exhibit right. space sometimes. I know, right. I know sometimes I'm just going for the information. I will not go to the exhibit space because I'm not and some interested people are going in being sold. Giveaways. Right. <laughs> or I'm going to get free stuff because I, you know, I know I don't want to hear it. I don't want to talk to you. I just want the free stuff. Where's my free stuff? I mean, Listen. that's the truth. <laughs> me so, well, and so let's, so from a trade show attendee perspective and a trade show exhibitor perspective, understand that people have, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? People have an anxiety almost mm-hmm. about walking the aisles of trade shows. So yes. trade show exhibitors, it's your job to ease that anxiety, mm-hmm, right? So mm-hmm. some ways that you can ease that anxiety are you can have giveaways, right. giveaways and, and, and see, but it's about the placement of your giveaways, right? Mm-hmm. So if you have a booth that's a 10 by 10 booth mm-hmm. and you have your table all the way at the front of the booth, with your giveaways on it. What are people going to do? Walk by and get stuff and keep Lean one hand in, one foot in, grab it and go, right? Mm -hmm. But if you construct your booth 
to where now, unless they tell you, you have to be, you know, have your table at the front end of it, whatever the case may be, then that's right. different. But if you construct your booth to make it more interactive, where you can maybe set your table towards the back of the 10 by 10 box, and people are now having to come into your space or midway because you want half of that room for storage, right. then midway they have to come in. Well, now all of a sudden you've just created an incubator. Right. And a and a space for them to feel a little less overwhelmed because it right. could be an overwhelming experience where it's booth after booth after booth after booth and, and you're like trying to take it all in and what's that one about and what do they have going over there, you know? So a giveaway is a good lead in. But you just can't, you have to control your giveaways, in other words. You can't just leave the bowl of candy for Halloween on the porch and then nobody ever has to ring your doorbell. You know what I'm saying? They'll take right. the whole, the first person's coming and, and dumping the whole thing in their bag and you'll be out of candy. You better say that. <laughs> so you have to be strategic in the way that you manage your giveaways. Correct. Um, and so whether that's you give gathering information to give away something or you're maybe it's a scorecard, right? So I've, I've been, you and I've been to food and beverage shows before. Mm-hmm. And so at a food and beverage show where they're giving alcohol samples and it's a new flavor or something like that, maybe instead of just saying, Hey, here's this. Instead, you first give them a scorecard. Okay, sure. But if you don't mind, if you would just rate what you're right. tasting compared to what it is that you're usually tasting and, and give us some feedback on it. We would great. You don't have to put your name, you know, unless you want to, you know, we're not going to over spam you, but we just want to have some interaction with you beyond here. How was it? It was great. Okay. I'll tell my boss. Right. So I think being very strategic <clears throat> With your giveaways is is huge for interaction and taking some of that anxiety away from your attendees being at the show and wanting to engage with you. And I want to go back to placement for a minute. Um, Ms. Harris made a very important point about placement. There are times and, and many times with trade shows, there are requirements. Um, those who are um, hosting the trade show, they do have requirements for booth setup. Sometimes, mm-hmm. sometimes they do require the table to be at the front and not, you know, inside, whatever the case may be. A lot of times it depends on the size of your booth. Um, there are a lot of different, you know, things that, that happen at a trade show. Um, but there are ways to work within those guidelines. They, did, they may say they may say have your table, but they didn't say if you have three tables, all three tables cl- clearly cannot be at the front. So what does that mean? You have to get strategic. Maybe you, you do an L shape or a U shape, but you got to get, you have to think outside of the box, think within those guidelines and make it work for you. And even then you may decide, okay, I'm just going to have information here, but I'm going to have something that's going to catch people's attention. That's going to make them want to come into the booth and have conversation with me. Right. Um, and you need to make sure that you're paying attention. You can't just sit down. The other thing that I've seen regularly um, at trade shows, and yeah, I'm, t- I'm sure t- sometimes you do get tired, especially if you're manning your booth by yourself at trade shows, but you, 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 
don't want to be sitting every time somebody comes by your booth. You want to be actively engaging with people. Hi, how are you? And you want to have personality. Personality is what pulls me personally into a booth. Mm. Because if everybody is giving away wine samples, all you're going to do is get people who are just, you know, trying to get drunk off wine samples. But what's your personality? How are you going to pull me or anybody else into this space to enjoy what you have to offer? And I think it's very important that, you know, you know, as an exhibitor, you understand what that looks like and how that's going to affect you and how you get the most from um, participants at a trade show. So that's number one, uh, giveaways. Number two, um, being a little bit more active. I have a couple of things to add to that. And so we're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, we'll, we'll keep going with a list of how to get the most out of a trade show. You're listening to Business in Black and we'll be right back. You're listening to Business in Black with your host, Danita Harris. And you're listening to Business in Black. And today we're talking about getting the most out of trade shows. And uh, number one was, what are you doing to draw people into your space? And then um, or we were talking specifically about giveaways. And number two um, is, we're going to call it being active in your space. And Dr. Hughes mm-hmm. already started us in of, yes, no, you should not be sitting down behind your booth. If you feel like you need to be sitting down, then have a high chair instead of a low chair, right? Mm-hmm. So where you you can just rest the, 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 you know, a little bit of your bum down to ease your legs off, but in a full seated position, legs crossed, phone in hand, scrolling on it. Listen, you're not getting paid to talk to your coworkers. Mm-hmm. You're getting paid to get new leads and generate new sales. So often this weekend, past weekend at the, the convention I was at, um, people were talking to one another. People were, of course, looking down on their phones, looking at YouTube or whatever else that they're looking at. And so being active in that space is going to create energy that people want to come to. Let's put it this way. Who wants to buy the one product on the shelf in the grocery store? Nobody. But when there's multiple products on the shelf, everybody will want to pick it up, right? Nobody wants to buy something that looks like, "Eh, it's the last one. It looks a little strange. Mm -hmm, So when mm -hmm. you have generated people coming to your booth, you're talking, you ever notice when you're at a booth and you're talking or somebody's at that booth talking, you're kind of like, oh, what are they talking about? Let me go see what it is that they have over here. So it attracts other people into your space, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. that's a way that you're being active into your space um, is by, you know, facing, um, facing your people and, and, and our potential people and just pulling them into your space. So you never want to turn your back on people. Right. If you can help it. I know you may have to turn around and get stuff like that, but your back ultimately should not be facing other people, um, any people. Um, You want to always be facing, always be smiling, always be engaging with people, just saying, hey, how are you today? Even if nobody speaks back. And I think that's part of the problem is some people feel like, well, they're not speaking to me. Why should I speak to them? Right. because you're the professional and you're there and your job is to attract them, not them to attract you. Correct. 
I think also too, you know, some people um, think it's playtime and uh, yeah, you can have nobody saying you can't have fun at a trade show, but the ultimate goal is not playtime. It's you're there for business purposes. You're there to, you know, gain, you know, leads, you know, sales, whatever the case may be, whatever your hit list is, whatever your purpose for being there is, whether your company sent you or, you know, you're there to try to drive attraction to something new that you're doing, your ultimate goal is to know, you know, what you're supposed to be doing and you need to be doing that. You don't need to be, um, you know, a trade show is supposed to be fun. Yes. But it's not supposed to be childish. Correct. You want to have fun and remain professional. I, again, I've been at some uh, food shows where, you know, alcohol is flowing because people are trying different things and some people get out of hand. There are some people who are too cartoony mm-hmm. in their sales pitch. They're doing, it's like, okay, you're doing a little bit too much. Like, where's the professionalism? You want to have fun, but you want to make sure that, because everybody may not understand your humor. Mm-hmm. So you want to make sure that when inserting humor in any capacity, you want to make sure you understand that p- there are different dynamics and people may not understand your humor. So you want to kind of be careful when it comes to when it comes to using humor um, in your booth. I'm not saying don't be fun, have fun with it, but, you know, you want to be careful with sarcasm, for instance. And, you know, you want to stay away from certain conversations. You want to stay away from political talk. You want to stay away from colloquialisms and stereotypes because mm-hmm. you don't you make you don't know if something that you say becomes offensive to someone in your booth. Because someone's always listening. Maybe it's someone who's in a booth, two two booths down, and they heard what you said. Right. And now it's a topic of conversation for your competitor because somebody in your booth heard it, went somewhere else, and now four or five rows away from you, people are talking about something that you said, and now you're Mm -hmm. trying to figure out why less people are coming to your booth. Right. So you want to be careful with stuff like that. Well, I think the biggest part is to know your goals. Why are you Mm -hmm. there? Are you there to collect leads? Are you there to give out freebies and just keep the brand awareness going? Like, so a good example of this would be Cheerwine, Mm -hmm. um, the North Carolina food show that I went to a couple years back. And Cheerwine wasn't really there to do anything more than just have a presence and let people know, hey, so now for those of you who've never had Cheerwine, it's not actual wine, it's a soda. It's a soda. And it was only bottled and sold in North and South Carolina for years. When Mm -hmm. I went to high school in North Carolina, like that was the only place you could find it was in North and South Carolina That's right. for years. And then I go to this trade show a couple years back and it was like, oh my gosh, you guys are everywhere now because it was in South Florida. Right. And I was like, yes, the fresh market is carrying cheer wine. I love cheer wine. So right. their presence at the show was to let people know, hey, we have larger distribution base now. So know your goal. Excuse me. Are you there to collect names? Are you there just to reinforce your brand? Are you there to connect with other brands? 
So that was my goal of being there was to walk the aisles and to see what other people were doing and to see who, what other vendors I could connect with. And because oftentimes, especially in the food industry, it's very difficult to find who you're looking for just by Googling it. Right. And so this is a collective place as an inten- attendee. So sorry, I switched a little bit, but as, a, as an attendee and actually as a potential vendor of who's there, who I can connect with, but then also it is my, is my purpose of being there as a potential vendor to see what the, the show looks like, what the flow of the show is, how many right. people are coming through, what's the potential return on investment. That's so cool. those are some of the things that you, you need to know going in, like, okay, what, am I here to survey? Am I here to collect? Am I here to um, make new connections? Why am I here? Right. I think that's, um, that's a very good point because a lot of times we don't know, um, or a lot of times some people lose sight of what they are there to do. So it's, it's very important that, again, you keep your goals in front of you. It's no different than you having personal goals and you keep your goals in front of you at home or in your office or wherever the case may be. You should always keep your goals in front of you. It's like a vision. What is your vision? What's the purpose? And keep that in front of you. I don't care if it's on your phone or you just have a you know a partner or whatever the case may be. You want to kind of keep things in the right perspective. Um, and that often will guide your actions. Absolutely. Uh, number four is uh, ask qualifying questions. So if you have a show space and you're a vendor uh, and you have a potential customer in front of you, you don't want to be wasting time on people. You want to get right down to the nitty gritty because I tell you what, it's hundreds of thousands of people at some of these shows that pass through and you want to be able to market to as many as possible. And guess what? Especially if you're manning your booth yourself, you Mm -hmm. don't want to miss any opportunities because you're hung up talking with a non-potential customer who just liked your booth, likes your personality, likes your smile, wanted another freebie, and your your conversation has turned from productive to unproductive. Mm -hmm. And I see that a lot of people just kind of getting hemmed up in a corner and they're not like knowing how to cut that conversation short um, because you should have specific questions off the bat that you know you want to ask to, to test the waters to see, A, are they the buying person? B, are they just gathering information? C, what is their time frame of, uh, of purchase decision? Right. I think also, too, you want to, that's also a way to screen from um, time wasters. And, you know, I hate to say that, but at the end of the day, there are some people who are just at trade shoes, shows just to waste time. They're just, you know, they're not buying anything. They're not intending to buy anything. They're just there. They're just lookers. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that. Let me just be clear. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you have a booth, you don't want to spend your time with time wasters. That's why, like Ms. Harris said, you have qualifying questions. Ask these qualifying questions so that you can push through and find out, okay, who's the decision maker? If you're not the decision maker, and if they're not the decision maker, it's okay. I think, you know, it's okay for you to have a, a, what I call a pre-recorded response Mm -hmm. to people who, you know, hey, that's not your target for today. You know, thanks so much for stopping by the booth. Could you mind, let me get over here to this person over here. People understand that, you know, there is, um, a fight or a vibe for your attention. But 
if you if you let them, they will soak up all of your time. And you next thing you know, 20 minutes has gone by and you're talking to one person, the same person who has no intention of buying anything. And how many people have you possibly missed in that 20 minutes? Yeah, my mom's a food demonstrator. Um, I won't say where, but she's a food demonstrator. And so, you know, they have quotas. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, she <laughs> she's so funny because she's like, listen, you can you can see and flag those people who are they, they call them the lunchers. Right. They just mm-hmm. bought a membership to this particular big box store just so they can come in on their lunch break, honey, and go make their rounds to all the free samples. That they- and that's their lunch. <laughs> and that is their lunch. OK, so stop it. Yes, oh, my goodness. Honey, she can tell. And oftentimes, like there's signals that, you know. Know, they don't have a cart. They don't have anything in their hands. You know, there's just things that she's picked up over the last 12 years of being a demonstrator that are context clues for her that are like, mm, these pro- people are probably just perusing. So she knows how to manage her time and just be like, oh, okay, enjoy. Okay. So now, ma'am, you know, and come back to the people who have a card and who actually look like they may be buying from her. So it's real right. important just as anything else. Like if you are a, a, a car salesman. They call it buying signals. Mm-hmm. It's very important that you pick up on cues like um, what colors does it come in? How right. fast does it ship? What are your options in shipping? You know, right. when they start asking tire, what are called quote unquote tire kicking questions, that means more than likely you have a potential prospect of buyer. And right. that's the person you want to spend a little bit more time with as opposed to a person whose conversation may be more vague, may not be as pointed and may ultimately not even be warm at all in terms of this might be a potential buyer. So just some things to, to keep in, 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 in thought as you, um, as you kind of fill out people as a vendor, um, because you, you want to maximize your time again, especially if you are there by yourself. Right. Um, another one is how are you collecting leads? Do you have a sign in sheet? Are you um, scanning people's badges? Now, I've been to one show in San Francisco, the food show, the, in, um, the um, what was it called? The indie food show there. Um, and it, my mind has gone blank. But anyway, it's an independent food show there. And they have it where you can scan the badge wow. of the people that are coming to your table so, to show interest. So then at the end of it, the show collects all of that data for you and then hands you this database. So some shows are that sophisticated. Other shows where you may just have your own system where it's just good old fashioned pen and paper and email address and the people fill in the information for you. Or you may be a little fancier and have your own system where you have an iPad and you have someone there that can just politely gather all of that information, Um, which is always nice while it's good to find a friend like Dr. Hughes that I would wrangle in with me and say, hey, come work this show for me for free. Yeah, I'll buy you lunch and get some help um, so that you're not overwhelmed with trying to juggle, for lack of a better term, all of these tasks that you need to uh, do to acquire the best um, outcome for your investment of being at this trade show because they're not cheap. Not cheap at all. So how are you, how are you collecting them? Um, are you getting business cards? Are you scanning badges? 
are you just making a sheet? You know, that's something to think about um, going into the actual trade show. Um, what, what does your signage look like? Um, how, how easily legible is your signage? Um, can people, is it clear and concise? Is it attractive? Was it printed on good material? You have to invest some money into um, a good display because people will be turned off by that if not. Let me, let me say something about this as well as far as signage and, and your display. You want to also make sure it's captivating because sometimes your booth gets moved for whatever reason. So whatever's printed in, you know, hey, sometimes they have a map of where, the, where you can find this booth. And for whatever reason, at the last minute, there was a change. You need to make sure that there is appropriate, um, uh, your, your, your display is so prominent that it doesn't matter if the printing of where your booth originally was is incorrect. People will find you. They know based off of, oh, wait a minute. I see something so big. I want to go there. You want to make sure that it's eye-catching. Even Yeah, you, it's an investment for sure. Trade shows in themselves are an investment. And if this is your industry, you want to, to, to make that initial investment so that you are seen and, and you're, you're seen by the right people. So if, if, you, if this is your industry and this is something you want to get into, please make sure that you budget so that you are making the right investment to get the right um, kind of signage, right kind of everything that you need to make sure that you attract who you need to attract for your booth. Absolutely. And with that, um, I think that's about rounding out uh, our things of getting the most out of your trade show dues for vendors. So when we come back from a short break, we're going to talk about some don'ts and then we'll get into some uh, what you should be doing as an attendee to the trade show. We kind of talked about it already, but we'll give a couple more. And you're listening to Business and Black and we'll be right back. You're listening to Business in Black with your host, Danita Harris. And we're back with Business in Black. And today we're talking about getting the most out of your trade show. And we gave uh, quite a few little tips in the first half of the show. Uh, And as we segment over to the uh, attendee side, we talked about what... um, vendors should be doing. There's one little thing I want to use uh, as a segue, uh, talking about the pre-show as a vendor and then as an attendee. So the pre-show is very important and vital. When you've made a decision to attend a show and to exhibit at a show, how are you reaching your customer base? Are you, and it should be done months in advance. Hey, I'm going to be at booth C29. Come see me. Come schedule an in-house appointment with me. Come talk to a representative. We're going to be here. We're going to be here. So the more you market yourself and the more you continue to tell your clients that you're going to be there, it does a couple of things. Number one, it builds credibility. Right. Because now Dr. Hughes is my client and oh, well, Ms. Harris is exhibiting at a trade show, right? So now I can, instead of her just being a phone or an email person, now I can go in and physically touch and have a face-to-face conversation with someone from her company. 
So that's a big deal for a lot of people. So you want to be sure to be doing as much marketing pre-show as absolutely possible. That's right. And then on the other side of that, as an attendee, your pre-show warm-up should be mapping out the people you know you want to see, you know you want to talk to, you know you want to schedule time for, because you want to hit those early and then leave time for yourself to peruse. I call that having a hit list, both of you on both ends, both as the vendor as well as the attendee. You need a hit list. Hit list of people um, having interviews already lined up. Guess what that does? You, that means you already have an audience in your booth. So now, like Miss Harris said earlier, oh, it's a lot of people in this booth. I want to see what they're talking about because there's a lot of people in this booth. Like it or not, crowds draw what? More crowds. So if you have already have three appointments lined up, just saying, you know what I mean? And you have a six foot table. You don't have a foot, you know, you just have a small little space or whatever. Kind of you can maximize that and make it look like it's the biggest thing possible because you're, you know, you're not overbooking, but you're booking to the point that you constantly have people at your booth. There's always somebody there. So if somebody's always there, that makes other people want to know, ooh, I want to know what's what's so so great about this booth that people are always at this booth. It mm-hmm. works. And at the same time, as an attendee, you need a hit list. Yes. You want to make sure you have a hit list of who you want to see and why. And, you know, that way, if they don't meet the bill, again, because you want to maximize your time as well. You don't want anybody wasting your time. You want to maximize your time as well. So if they don't fit the bill, oh, okay, I have no harm, no foul. I'm going about my business right. and I can hit my next hit list. And that also helps you maximize your time so that you can get around to as many people as possible. Have it written out, the questions that you mm-hmm. want to ask, because guess what will happen? If you try and commit to memory, you'll forget. And then you'll get on the mm-hmm. plane and you'll be like, gosh, dog it. I was right there and forgot to ask mm-hmm. X, Y, mm-hmm. and Z. So at the WBCA right. and uh, at other like food shows, um, they actually have a, quite a bit of um, educational um, opportunities that go on for attendees. And so that's something else that you want to map out. You want to map out what classes that you want to sit in. Mm-hmm. So when I was there last weekend, I, you know, Friday I spoke, I had an interview and then I went back to my room and I pulled out the day's, uh, Saturday's schedule. And I said, okay, I'm going to get up and I'm going to go to these classes unless I'm led elsewhere. You know, this is what I'm going to do today. I'm going to go to tournament town. I'm going to go to the demonstrations. I'm going to go to these couple of classes. And so I laid out where it was that I had an objective to go to. And it turned out to be very fruitful. And I met people that I wanted to meet. And it was just a lot more uh, productive than just kind of flying by the seat of my pants. Right. Um, so you definitely want to wear comfortable shoes. Come on, come on. <laughs> so in my session uh, on stress management, I went around and I introduced myself to everyone in the class. I'm your speaker for today. Thank you so much for coming. Hey, here is a pack of uh, sea salts from my In by Marlow line. I didn't tell that part to them, but I gave them sample packs of sea salts from one of my other lines um, to help them. And I said, listen, it's a foot soak or a bath soak because I know your body is going to be tired after this convention and they looked at me and said oh god bless you because it's the truth right 
Wear comfortable mm-hmm. shoes because your back will be hurting, your mouth will be dry, carry water, your mouth will be dry and your feet will hurt. And by the time you get done for the day, your feet, you, you know, you walk so long that your feet just stop th- start having a heartbeat of their own because they're Listen. throbbing so bad. <laughs> Listen, ladies, I know we like our heels. Okay. Mm-hmm. But you have to use wisdom. Okay, there's a thing called wisdom and you want to walk in that wisdom while you're doing all that walking because you don't want to mess around and have back aches and other kinds of problems with your body because you don't have comfortable shoes because you try to be cute. You better get you some insoles in your shoes if you just, you know, bit on wearing these heels that's to the sky. Then you need to make sure that you have, you know, what you need to be um, to to so that you're not having um, you know negative issues in your body because I'm be telling a change you, of listen, flats come in on your purse ain't nothing wrong with that right you gotta, you, brides do it all the time please right. understand that might be a change right. and they gave us bags at the convention for registering so there's my bag right there that I can put my flats in now I just happen to be a heel wearer so she can run a marathon in heels but for those who need the change right nothing there's no shame in that Ex- exactly exactly get that in your life because it's I'm telling you it's very important and you want to make sure again because that's a reflection on you because folks already know they're like oh girl you know your feet hurting mm-hmm. I mean you can you can tell by the way the person walk. walks and so yep. you don't want folks talking about you because you you're not in comfortable <laughs> shoes you want people talking about you because you know right. hey well on that note I also take an Advil ahead mm-hmm. of time that's or an leave at the beginning of the day so that way it's already in my system Mm-hmm. So <laughs> that's one of my little tricks that you can oh, have good. there. Um, get there early and make sure you prepare well for the weather. Mm, that's it good. did rain in Columbus a little bit. Not too bad. Uh, cleared out. It was rainy. We're inside for most of the day, but you still have that from your destination transport, whether you're parking or taking an Uber or whatever. You mm. know, you have that that to consider, um, especially me that I was speaking. I wanted to make sure I was looking fabulous. And so uh, I had to make sure I took my umbrella um, or a scarf to make sure my hair didn't get wet and I looked crazy afterwards, you know, just coming off disheveled just coming off of the the plane, but um, just prepare yourself for, you know, crowds, for people who don't do too well in crowds Mm -hmm. Um, and just, you know, mentally prepare yourself um, and give yourself time. I don't like getting to the airport rushed. I like getting there like an hour uh, where I have nothing but an hour. I've gone through security. I've gone through everything. And now I have an hour to just and do nothing and just gather myself. Right. I think that's important too, because again, the more rushed and frazzled you are, you're not focused and um, people can tell. mm -hmm. Attendees can tell. Everybody can tell. Um, If you are presenting, you definitely want to make sure you are early um, so that you are refreshed because again, people can tell. And who wants to send in on a presentation where the presenter is not focused they're stressed out they're this they're that you that's not something you want in your life so just a little something I agree with Miss Harris always 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 be prepared and if you're an attendee and you're coming in late and all eyes are on you listen 
So you don't want that either. Here's a good one I thought about. Carry a a power bank Mm -hmm. for your phone. Now this, let me tell you again, Greater Columbus, you have a beautiful trade and event show space. They have outlets out the wazoo there. Plenty, plenty. I've never seen a better equipped convention space with outlets, plenty of space to sit and talk, high tables, low tables, lounge tables. Like it was just very good. But carry a a power bank um, in case you are on the go and you don't have that time to sit and and Mm -hmm. charge for a little bit. And then, of course, we all know that convention center food is highly expensive. Uh, I've been to the Las Vegas Convention Center, which is the largest one in the world. It's absolutely amazing how crazy amount of space they have there. But um, if you don't want to absorb those high costs of eating food there, then you can always pack a lunch. Mm -hmm. You know, you can always go off site for lunch. Um, And then, of course, last but in my book, uh, but not least of being a good attendee at a trade show is you want to make sure you are carrying lots and lots of business cards. Make sure that you're giving your business card out because remember, it's an opportunity for you to network as much as it is an opportunity for you to get information from vendors. So you don't want to miss that opposite Um, that opposite opportunity, which is to network with people who are in the same industry. And that just might be, you might meet a new friend like Dr. Hughes and I met at a business event and Mm -hmm. she's a coach and I'm a coach and we do different kinds of coaching, but our friendship is built off of her calling me saying, okay, what do you think about this? And me calling her saying, okay, I'm about to go speak. What do you think about this? You know? And so you never know who you're going to connect with outside of the scope of the business goal that you had for going to this particular trade show. I think uh, that's the other part. Let me, I want to touch on this business card thing for a moment because now we have new technology where people have electronic business cards. Oof. Please understand that is not universal. At all. Not only is it not universal, sometimes it's not compatible from phone to phone. There's a lot of different things. And sometimes people, it, there's something that happens when it's tangible. Yes. There's an exchange. If you're going international, you need to have a physical card because if you are exchanging business cards with someone in Japan, for instance, you can't, they're not going to do the bump. It's not going to be electronic because that card is an extension of them. It is basically, and if you look at it like that, first of all, that card is money. If you look at that card, it is your brand. So when you exchange cards, for instance, with someone who's in Japan, you not only have to exchange that card, you have to look at that card. You have to comment on that card. You have to turn it over. You have to marvel. There are things you have to do. That is called etiquette. There's a way that you do things. And so I know that there's this new thing with electronic uh, business cards and exchanging and all this other kind of stuff. Listen, I am not knocking it by any means, but there's no, listen, there's no replacing old fashioned thing. There's some things that just work and having a physical card matters because to me, a lot of times I'm here looking for, I literally physically go through and look mm-hmm. at cards when I'm looking for somebody. I'm not looking at my phone to try to figure out how to call you. 
honey, because I forgot. The business card. But I remember what that card looks right. like. Right. I'm looking at the card because, <laughs> oh, like wait a minute. I re- right. Like, I like the fact that, oh, your card is plastic. Oh, my God. How did you do this? Oh, I love the graphic. I love the embossing. I love the raised letter. All of these different things mm-hmm, matter. Mm-hmm. And so the other thing about giving out your business card is be strategic. You don't want to just give your cards out to people who are not serious about you. Right. That's money. That's you. Why are you wasting right. putting yourself out there with people who are not going to use your card? It's just going to go in the trash. The other thing is, please don't hand your cards out like you're playing cards. This is not a game of space. <laughs> yes. We are not at a dealership in Las Vegas where they're, right. you know, don't do that because that's a surefire way for your card to be thrown in the trash. Why? Because you haven't even introduced yourself. You're just going around here, 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 here. Yeah, deal one, yeah, deal two, yeah, deal yeah. one, deal take two. Take my card, take that's my card. Not, here. That's Interrupting not, conversations, take my card. Yeah. You know, you want to say, <laughs> if you have, if you're busy, if you're getting ready to speak and you just want to, Excuse me for a moment. I actually have a presentation, but I wanted the opportunity to give you my card. Maybe we can connect later. That's fine. That's appropriate because they understand now you've set you you've you've shared that kind of prerequisite of why you have to, you know, it's like dining and dashing or whatever. You know, you don't want to dine and dash, but you want to be able to say something to the person instead of just shoving their card because I'm telling you. I've been at some events where people off. have done that and all those cards are sitting in the trash. On the right tables. on the table people and don't even somebody do else pick it up. <laughs> so just, <laughs> you know, you don't want that to be the oh, last impression. Oh, gosh. I remember <laughs> that day. I remember that day. And we're Bye, back. Um, <laughs> we're going to come back in a moment talking about some of the don'ts. So you definitely want to stick around. Uh, you're listening to Business in Black and we'll be right back. You're listening to Business in Black with your host, Danita Harris. All righty, and uh, you're listening to Business in Black, and I can't believe we're at the end of the show already. Mm-hmm. This was a good one. Yeah. Getting the most out of trade shows, whether you're a vendor or an attendee. Um, We hope you've gathered some information from this show. There's plenty of books that you can read out there. Uh, We just kind of gave you a short list on them today. And we left off uh, talking about what you should be doing as an attendee. Um, Of course, preceding that was what you should be doing as a vendor, some of our thoughts. And so now we're going to talk just briefly about some of the don'ts in trade show preparation. Um, I'm going to start out with... Don't forget who your point person is for mm-hmm. the trade show. Before, right. As a vendor, before you're leaving for that, make sure you have all of that information in one space so you're not scrambling and fumbling when you get there, but it's a seamless effort of who your point people are, who you're supposed to contact. Because some of these um, trade shows, you have to have labor union reps there. You have to have all of these logistics worked out ahead of time. So as a result, you want to make sure you have a nice folder with all of those point contact and their information in there um, to make it a very seamless ride. Um, Don't forget your body language when dealing mm. with people. And, and I know Dr. Hughes talked about it in smiling and whatnot for our attendees, but let's talk about the back of the house people. Let's not forget to thank them for their efforts. Let's not forget to be 
um, agreeable in working with people instead of mm-hmm. argumentative and demanding and why wasn't my stuff this and understanding the ebbs and flows of conventions. We don't have any control, unfortunately, over um, some of the shipping carriers. So make sure you give yourself plenty of time to get your supplies there. Uh, but just make sure that your attitude and your disposition stays up and upbeat because you want to be invited back. You don't want to get a reputation in the industry because like Dr. Hughes said earlier, people talk and you don't want to be caught out there uh, in, with negative light on you and or your company. Please and thank you goes a long way. And when Absolutely. I say that, um, like she said to the people in the back of the house, let me tell you something. It's the folks in the back of the house that are really making it happen. And a lot of times when you say please and thank you and nice to them, you get some favor. Right. You know, you might get a bottle of water where everybody else right. got to go buy some water. I mean, mm-hmm. you might think that's a small thing, but a bottle of water here and there stretched out over four or five days or six months or however long your the, the trade show conference convention is. Um, and I'm just exaggerating about six months, but I'm just saying, listen, please and thank you goes a long way. You know, you might get a little extra help with unloading in the loading dock area or, you know, they may give you a cart where everybody else got to bring their own cart. Mm-hmm. Please and thank you goes a very, very long way to the people who are in the back of the house um, making it happen. You know, they may even introduce you to somebody who's over the point person. They may right. introduce you to the real decision maker. They may introduce you to the power players right. because guess what? They have that information. They have the know, and they may say, you know what? I want to introduce you to somebody because you've been very helpful, very polite. You've been the most polite, you know, attendee that we've had. Everybody else has been this, 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 you know, listen, can I tell you be polite to security? Right. Cause they right. may keep an extra eye on your stuff. There, there are things that you want to do um, as a vendor and as an attendee. Of course, you want to, you know, be polite. Nobody is too small. Mm-hmm. Please understand when it comes to a trade show or conference convention, nobody is too small or insignificant. Everybody is important, and you want to have that attitude and mindset. Good old fashioned manners go a long, long way. Absolutely, a long way. Absolutely a long way. And uh, with that being mannerable, um, good manners are not eating and drinking in your booth. Let me tell you, I was at um, one of my discount stores the other day. Uh, I think it was the Dollar Tree. I love that store. And the girl was literally eating a bag of chips at the register. Lies you tell, girl, no. And I'm sitting here like, does anybody else see this but me? No, and not at the register. Yeah, right at the register. And like in between, okay, let me ring you up. And then while you're getting your money together, let me go ahead and eat and take a break real quick. Listen, it's not, it's not a good look. Water. Uh-uh. water is acceptable. Yeah, that's but um, water. you definitely you should not. Girl, it was chips. And you should definitely not be eating or consuming anything um, in front of show attendees in your booth. Okay. It's very unprofessional. Um, and if you, if you have to eat, then step away. Step to the side. Because that's when a person good. comes, what are you going to do? Start talking to them with a mouthful of food? So for you, the best 
is probably to, you know, and, and I understand there are lulls in the show, especially if you're standing there, man, in your own booth and you're the only person there and you haven't had a break all day. I understand that. And you might need to sneak a little food or something like that. Or you just may need to say, you know, thank you, God, for the time for fasting and focus back on you and use that as just a time to fast and drink water and not eat at all for that eight hour day that you're there. So um, eating and drinking, though, is, is definitely unprofessional and not good manners, in my opinion, and probably should be left to not be something that you're doing at all. Here's yet another reason why good manners matter, because you might be able to get somebody from the back of the house to man your booth while you go to the bathroom to protect your stuff and watch your stuff exactly. while you go to the bathroom or while you're still away to get a little bite to something, something to eat. Exactly. Exactly. Um, another don't of being at the trade show is don't badmouth your competition. And I think that's just a don't in business, period. If you have competition, um, don't badmouth them. Just politely show how, because people want to hear the comparative. So just show how yours is different, not necessarily superior. Leave it up to that individual to rate for themselves and judge for themselves whether or not it's superior or not. Just simply and politely point the variances out. And then that way people can ascertain um, from the information you've given them whether or not it's the better fit for them or not. Bad mouthing makes you look bad. And the more they're going to talk about you again, you know, um, you can catch more flies with honey. Or more bees with honey. What is it? Whichever one it is. You can catch more uh, flies flies with honey. honey. So what do you want to do? What does that say? Be kind. Be polite. Just because they're your competition doesn't mean you have to badmouth them. If anything, think as if you don't really have any competition. And just focus on what your product, highlight your product. Don't You don't even have to, unless if they bring it up, then say, you know, they do have a pretty good product, but this is the difference between what we offer and what they offer. And just show that or just say, hey, you know what? I've heard about their product, haven't had an opportunity to personally interact with it, so I can't speak on it. Mm-hmm. If you can't say anything nice, just say that. Just say something like that. You know what? Haven't personally had an opportunity to interact with their product, so I can't speak on it and don't want to speak on it. I'm, I'm an expert in our product and services. Right. This is what I can attest to personally. You know, find ways to speak positively. If you can't speak positively at all, don't speak on it at all. And just say, hey, you know, you know, not knocking it haven't had an opportunity to personally interact with it. So I can't really speak on it and don't want to speak on something that I have not had an opportunity to connect with myself. See, that's the professional way to go about speaking on quote your competition, because if you feel like you're in a space where you really don't have competition, you shouldn't be speaking on it anyway. Just say that it's okay to just say that. Hey, because I feel like I have a superior product or service. Right. Absolutely. Uh, Don't overwhelm your attendees with too much literature and information. Make it streamlined. Uh, I know they're there to collect information, but you don't want to make it overwhelming and too much. You want something that's planned out, um, that's um, impactful, that catches the eye, that stands out into, uh, that stands out amongst everyone else's. Uh, Because the absolute truth is 
more than likely it's going to end up in the garbage. Which is why giveaways are such a good thing because giveaways, they're more than likely not going to throw away and it still has all your information on it. Uh, Most people don't want to read. So unless it's like a product uh, line sheet or something like that, then uh, most people are going to throw it away. I I know I've been to several trade shows like the food shows and eventually all of that information, the ones, the stuff that that I didn't find valuable, the things that I didn't find valuable, the literature I didn't find valuable ended up in the garbage. I think also that's why it's important to, um, Plan ahead, like we were saying earlier, plan ahead so that you know. Uh, I, I know I've personally been guilty sometimes, the hard sale, the overselling, sharing too much information. Mm-hmm. So it's good to, like she said, prepare, be prepared and pare down. Have your 30-second elevator pitch. It's the same thing with print. Keep it simple, short and sweet. Don't Because they understand attendees are going to be kind of laden down with a lot of information. I know me, I've come home from conferences, unpack that bag and it's just like sifting through it. And then because a lot of times they're just getting the information. They're not looking at it while they're going through no. it. They're just getting it, putting right. it in a bag. So when they get home or back to their hotel, then they're going through it. But at the time, they're not. And so a lot of times to me, some stuff that looks too busy, this, this, is that. If I can't figure it out, I don't understand it. It's going in the trash or it's, it's going into a pile that I call maybe never. And think about it, too. If, if they're going back to their hotel room, they've got to get back on an airplane. So you don't want to make it cumbersome and another piece that they have to make a decision on that they had to expel because they don't have room in their luggage to get it back home because it costs a lot of money to carry books and, you know, paper weighs is heavy. Mm-hmm. So just consider some of those things. But of course, we don't want to leave you on a negative note. Uh, we do want to encourage you to have a good time at a trade show We want to encourage you to engage both as an attendee and a vendor. We want to encourage you to maximize your time by not getting hung up, having conversations with one or two people, but flutter around and find out and and just politely uh, introduce yourself to people so that they can know you and you can know them because you never know who you're going to meet at a trade show. Have fun. Just prepare yourself for it. Prepare yourself for the long, arduous walking. Heck, use it as an op- opportunity to have your, um, what are those things, a pedometer thing where you, you calculate pedometer. And and you you get some exercise out of it and stay active, but just have a good time at these shows because mm-hmm. oftentimes they really are fun. And uh, even though education is being presented, it's in a very unique and different way, and it gives you lots of ideas and helps to stimulate your cre- creativity. I want to also say while you're having fun and being professional, have an open mind. A lot of times we go, some people go, they can't have fun because they have preconceived notions or ideas about the conference. Just don't. Let's cast that to the wind. Be prepared. But guess what? Have an open mind because sometimes there may be a vendor there that you haven't thought about that might have the answer or the solution to something that you're looking for. And that's for, that's whether you are a vendor or an attendee because some vendors go there looking for other vendors to partner with. Partnerships are important. And um, so just just go have fun, be professional, but have an open mind because really that's how you get the most out of trade shows is when you come with an open mind to just receive. 
And there you have it, folks, uh, how to get the most out of trade shows. Uh, we thank you for listening for another week on Business in Black. And we hope that you've learned something today and can have an amazing rest of your week. Thanks so much. And hopefully you'll tune in again next week. And guess what? Tell a friend. Please yeah. tell a friend. No need of hoarding us to yourselves. <laughs> You're listening to Business in Black and hope you have a great rest of your week. Bye. You're listening to Business in Black with your host, Danita Harris.